I'm Dennis Estopasi of The Business Mirror, and this is The Brother Look Podcast. Good day! Welcome to Business Mondays with BM, a segment of The Business Mirror BM Brother Look Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BM Podcast is based on the stock market outlook story written by Business Mirror reporter VG Kabog and comes out every Monday. Today, we podcast week 5 of the Stock Market Outlook for January 30, 2023 to February 3, 2023. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, Please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Share prices slid slightly last week as the main index shrugged off the gross domestic product figures for 2022 of 7.6% touted by officials as the country's highest in 46 years. The economy posted a growth of 7.6% in 2022, according to the latest data released by the Philippine Statistics Authority. The Philippine Statistics Authority also said last Thursday that gross domestic product grew 7.2% in the October to December period last year. The PSA said industry and services posted positive growth in the fourth quarter of 2022, with 4.8% and 9.8% respectively. However, agriculture, forestry, and fishing posted a contraction of negative 0.3%. Last year, AFF, Industry and Services, all all posted positive growth with 0.5%. 6.7% and 9.2% respectively. On the demand side, the Philippine Statistics Authority said household final consumption. On the demand side, the Philippine Statistics Authority said household final consumption expenditure grew by 7% in the fourth quarter of last year. Government final consumption expenditure posted a growth of 3.3%, gross capital formation 5.9%. Exports of goods and services 14.6% and imports of goods and services 5.9% were other sources of growth for the quarter. Last year, household final consumption expenditure grew by 8.3%, government final consumption expenditure 5%, gross capital formation 16.8%, exports of goods and services 10.7%, and imports of goods and services, 13.1%. The benchmark Philippine Stock Exchange Index fell 4.46 points to close at 7,052.16 points. The main index moved sideways all week, moving within its resistance range of 7,000 points to 7,100 points. Jafet Luis Tanchanko, Senior Research Analyst at Philstocks Financials Incorporated, said, Advancing further has been difficult amid lingering macroeconomic concerns from inflation to interest rates to external headwinds. Tanchanko said adding to this is the lack of catalyst that would support their economic outlook. 
the market saw lower volume of trade, only valued at an average of 4.8 billion pesos, with foreign investors who just cornered 30% of the trade were net buyers at 1.78 billion pesos. Other sub-indices ended mixed. The All Shares Index gained 14.77 points to close at 3,697.63 points. The Financials Index rose 4.63 to close at 1,816.69. The Industrial Index fell 27.36 to close at 9,888.83. The holding firm's index was up 49.56 to close at 6,892.35. The property index was down 7.67 to close at 3,115.97. The services index declined 16.37 to close at 1,758.68. And the mining and oil index dropped 217.54 to close at 11,601.36. For the week, gainers led losers 135 to 96 and 23 shares were unchanged. The top gainers were Semex Holdings Philippines Incorporated, Surpass Incorporated, Rojas Holdings Incorporated, Chemical Industries of the Philippines Incorporated, Trans-Pacific Broadband Group International Incorporated, Rojas and Company Incorporated, and Harbor Star Shipping Services Incorporated. Meanwhile, the top losers were Easy Call Communications Philippines Incorporated, Now Corporation, Jackstones Incorporated, Berjaya Philippines Incorporated, Premier Horizon Alliance Corporation, Liberty Flower Mills Incorporated and LBC Express Holdings Incorporated. Share prices may continue their range-bound trading as investors would monitor the U.S. Federal Reserve's first policy meeting later in the week. In particular, investors are expected to watch out for the Fed's policy move as well as its outlook on its policy Tanchanko said. Tanchanko said that an aggressive increase in rates and a hawkish outlook may put downward pressure on the bourse. This week, investors may also look towards the SNP Global Philippines Manufacturing PMI for clues on the local economy's health. Indeed, while the Philippine economy may have reached 20 trillion pesos for the first time, the per capita incomes of Filipinos are not yet back to what they were before the pandemic. Last Thursday, the Philippine Statistics Authority disclosed that the economy grew 7.6%, the fastest in 46 years or in 1976, when gross domestic product rose 8.8%. In the last quarter of 2022, the Philippine Statistics Authority reported the economy grew 7.2%, marking the seventh consecutive month of growth since the second quarter of the year 2021. National Economic and Development Authority Secretary Arsenio Balisacan said it is not enough that the economy is growing. Secretary Balisacan said on a per capita basis, the economy actually hasn't recovered yet the 2019 per capita income level. So the Philippines is not there yet, the secretary said. 
Based on data shared by national statistician Claire Dennis Mapa, the country's gross domestic product in current prices reached 22.02 trillion pesos in the year 2022 from 19.41 trillion pesos in the year 2021, 17.95 trillion pesos in the year 2020, and 19.52 trillion pesos in the year 2019. In constant prices, adjusted for inflation, gross domestic product was at 19.95 trillion pesos from 18.54 trillion pesos in 2021, 17.54 trillion pesos in the year 2020, and 19.38 trillion pesos in the year 2019. However, per capita gross national income in current prices reached 209,012 in the year 2022. This has exceeded the per capita gross national income of the country at 200,135 pesos in 2019. Nonetheless, per capita gross national income in constant prices showed Filipinos only earned 188,939 pesos last year. This is lower than the 198,522 pesos per capita gross national income in the year 2019. Action for Economic Reforms Coordinator Filimeno Santana told the Business Mirror, current prices are different from real prices and population has likewise increased. Real prices are adjusted to inflation, Santana explained. Santana also said per capita incomes remain below the 2019 level because some of the policy biases of the administration are exacerbating the food crisis. Santana called half-baked measures to address the affordability and accessibility of goods like sugar and onion. Santana noted that instead of focusing on creating new sources of funding for taxes, the government wanted to create a Maharlika fund. Santana said government policymaking is astray. Government is not focused on addressing the high prices and the need for fiscal consolidation without impairing essential spending for health education, climate change. Meanwhile, Ateneo de Manila University's Leonardo Lanzona Jr. agreed with Secretary Balisacan when the latter said the economy's near 8% growth in last year was not enough to increase per capita incomes. Lanzona said the country's recovery is slower than expected and doesn't benefit everyone equally. Lanzona said much of the country's growth last year was base effects and can only be felt by a number of sectors in the population. Lanzona said the inability to have reached pre-pandemic rates is due to the fact that gross domestic product decreased by a very large amount during the pandemic so that even a growth rate close to 8% is not enough. Given that base effects are expected to wear off, Lanzona said, the government's efforts should not be business as usual. Government programs and plans, he said, need to be more aggressive, particularly in responding to the scaring effects caused by the pandemic. Simply inviting investors to come to the Philippines will not fulfill the country's economic goals, Lanzona said. Lanzona added that inviting foreign investors will be futile unless the Philippines place the economy in much better standing. Lanzona said all those congratulatory remarks given in Davos are for nothing. Nonetheless, 
Secretary Balisakan said the performance of the economy exceeded the target set by the Development Budget Coordination Committee of 6.5% to 7.5% in 2022. Secretary Balisakan added the fourth quarter GDP growth also exceeded the median analyst forecast of 6.8%. The Secretary noted that performance in the last quarter of last year made the Philippines the fastest growing economy in the region. The Secretary noted that performance in the last quarter of last year made the Philippines the fastest growing economy in the region. It is trailed by Vietnam, which grew it is trailed by Vietnam, which grew 5.9%, and China 2.9%. Secretary Balisakan said they also observed an improvement in the quality of employment relative to the same period last year as more workers found stable work in private establishments and became employed in full-time jobs. The Secretary added, with the resumption of face-to-face classes, the boost in the activity of the small and large enterprises alike, and the resurgence of local tourism causing ripple effects towards the recovery of all the other sectors affected by the pandemic. Hence, he expressed confidence that the country will remain in its high-growth trajectory. Meanwhile, Broker 2 Trade Asia said the surprise GDP growth in the fourth quarter could also imply that some inflation has crept in and shrugged off the U.S. Fed's rate hike last year. The broker said that this oscillation is likely going to keep prices in risk assets range-bound until after the rate decision. Broker 2 Trade Asia said to expect some selling pressure during intraday trades as some investors may take this window to cash out. The local market's 10-day exponential moving average is seen at its immediate support at 6,900 and its resistance remains at the 7,000 to 7,100 range. For the stock picks, broker Regina Capital Development Corporation advised to buy the stock of telecom giant PLDT Incorporated as its price recovery looks promising based on the broker's technical analysis. Regina Capital said the stock of PLDT is forming a very obvious upward trend channel following its December deep dive to the likes of 1,200 pesos. Regina Capital said notably PLDT Incorporated has managed to fully fill that gap down and is slowly but surely posting higher lows. The broker said indicators are showing increasing buying pressure with relatively low volatility. All things considered, PLDT Incorporated is likely to sustain this upward. The stock of PLDT Incorporated is likely to sustain this uptrend for the whole week, the broker said. The share price of PLDT Incorporated closed last week at 1,454 pesos apiece. Meanwhile, the broker advised investors to trade the range on the stock of Globe Telecom Incorporated as its price is still stuck in consolidation. The broker said it is one of the few index heavyweights that are still trading below all major moving averages, effectively underperforming against the market. Regina Capital said indicators are more or less neutral. The broker's technical readings point that Globe won't break out anytime soon, but there could still be a play here. Regina Capital said the share price of Globe Telecom Incorporated is bouncing back and forth between a strict price range at this point at 2,030 pesos to 2,990 pesos, perfect for range traders. 
The share price of Globe Telecom Incorporated closed last Friday at 2,152 pesos apiece. And now for the weather outlook by the website of the Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration or PAGASA. In an advisory issued at 12 o'clock p.m. of January 27, 2023, valid until 12 o'clock p.m. of February 3, PAGASA said that by Monday, January 30, Southern Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao will experience cloudy skies with scattered rain showers and thunderstorms, becoming frequent rains over the Bicol region. Eastern Visayas, Caraga, and Davao region. Pagas said the rest of the zone will be partly cloudy to cloudy with isolated passing light rains. The weather agency said that by Tuesday until Friday, January 31 to February 3, Southern Luzon, Eastern Visayas, and Eastern Mindanao will experience mostly cloudy skies with light rains, while the rest of the country will have fair weather conditions with isolated passing light rains. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Mirror BM Brother Look podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please send us a message via Twitter at Business Mirror with the hashtag BM Podcast. Many thanks to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. Many thanks also go to Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario for the stories on the economy. This is Dan Sestopasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and support each other. Catch you in the next episode.